Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Big Willie Anderson. Check me out on the Behind the Mask podcast. We're talking about my, my alignment academy, the Bengals, the draft, my Hall of Fame chances, and all good stuff on here. Check us out. Man, this. They got to stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. We definitely dropped some jewels. Willie does, too. Before we get into the episode, make sure you follow us everywhere on social media at the BTM Podcast. Subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. You can listen on any podcast platform. Watch us on YouTube. You know we dropping episodes every Tuesday. And remember, on the Behind the Mask Podcast, there's only one rule. There There are are no no rules. rules. Let's go. Let's go behind the mask. Yo, welcome back, man, to another episode of the Behind the Mask podcast. Tuton Reyes. What's good, my guy? I know you say you the plus size model and everything, <laughs> but this man here provides another context mm. to the same plus size model. Let me tell you what he's done. Five-time pro bowler. Mm. Five-time all-pro, mm. all-decade team. Mm. Soon to be in the Hall of Fame inducted. We claiming that for the year 2022. Man, y'all give it up, man, for one of the 50th greatest Cincinnati Bengals of all time. Offensive tackle, Willie Anderson. The real plus size model. The real one. <laughs> if I got to get a title up to anybody, got to give it up to the GOAT. Man, man, I appreciate it, man. We, we, we all took it from... From from Big from from Shaq, mm. you know what I mean. Th- those guys always say, you know, they, they made being big cool. Facts. You know what I mean. So, we we we, we all we all children cheering. Facts. Facts. Biggest we cheering. <laughs> of, 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 you, of biggest, you know what I mean. How you feeling, man? Looking good. Man, I'm good, man. Everything good, man. I told you earlier, man. I dropped down fifty some pounds, man. And since last time, congratulations. We, 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 yeah, appreciate yeah, it, man. Yeah, we, we, we tried last year to. You guys had me on last year. I was, mm. It was a total embarrassment of what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> trying to film in the basement on my computer. You was on the phone. Yo, I had no idea of my podcast. It was man, just so looking nasty. Y'all would have saw it. You would have been terrible, like, my man. goodness. So I, I've, since then, I've done several podcasts, several Zoom sessions. I, yeah. I, I, I get it now. New you know norm. I mean? Yeah. I get it. That. I get it. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go win the money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Man, well, we're glad to have you back on the Behind the Mask podcast. Since last time, we added a, a new element to the to the episode, and it's called This or That. We're going to give you two options. You got to choose between this or that. Spice going to lead the way. Go ahead, take it away, Spice. Man, all right, man. Listen, you played at that tackle, and you saw a lot of great defensive ends. So mm-hmm. this or that, Michael Strahan or Reggie White? Oh, wow, damn, that's a... <laughs> Jeez, that's a loaded question. Uh, um, so the the question is, who I want to face? Yeah, yeah. Who you I don't want to face neither. Like, but, <laughs> but I take I take the least no the least of the two, uh, which is a big statement. I I go against Strahan before I go against Reggie. You know what I mean? And um, like I say, Spikes 
Spike saw me face Reggie in his rookie year, my third year. Reggie was a total monster, man. Like rest in peace. Like he, he was he was the only guy I've ever faced that was stronger than me. Mm. Um, I may have been forty pounds heavier than him, but he was stronger than me. It was like like your dad holding on to you as a kid and shaking you a little bit. Oh, see, yeah, that old man <laughs> that strength, old man strength, like no gloves, face yeah. mask, his face mask stuffed in his his head, facing his stuff mask, hands, no gloves, big old stomach, and you just see that big hump move. He just yeah. wind up and hit you with it, and bro. Like I say, I shut him down, but I was hurting for the next five weeks. And I, I tell a story of my, I felt my skeleton hurting. <laughs> Yo, I felt my skeleton hurting for like five weeks, bro. Because your, your inside. Your inside. Because, it's your inside. Because, I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I was 340. I was 23 years old. And I said, man, I don't know how a tackle who was lighter than me, they have no chance. Yeah. They have no chance at all. So, when you see me lifting, up, lifting guys up on, off, the, off the ground, like, I was lifted a couple of times, and a couple of times it put me on my ass. But um, no sacks. But it was it was the most physical game I ever played in versus one guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, um, my last game I played in uh, for Baltimore, Pittsburgh, was the most physical game I ever played in. But playing against one person, Reggie White is definitely that guy. And straight with no slouch neither, though. Man, straight, straight is definitely no slouch. Straight probably have the best bull rush I've ever faced. And you see him on highlights, you just see him putting tackles on their ass, yeah, bull yeah. rushing. Which is people understand that's a hard bull rush is a hard move. Yeah, yeah. like bull rush probably is, is the hardest move for a D lineman to mm -hmm. accomplish. And this dude did it over and over and over the guys. And when Strahan he bringing it, you know Strahan gonna talk trash to you. Yeah. So you know you got to be able to sit down. And I, I faced those guys when I was very young. You know what I mean? Um, versus Reggie, I would never talk to him. He, he would try to talk to me. I was I wouldn't say anything back to him. <laughs> Why you want to say nothing to him, Coach? Hey, man. That's a man of God, man. Hey, <laughs> I, hey I, I pray to God that God say, I know this man is one of your, one of your leaders. Man leading the way around the world with But you are too, according to the word. But what did you think? Hey, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, Reggie Wright is my, Reggie was the most per I'm 23 years old. Yeah. And as a kid, I wanted to be Reggie White. So mm. I wanted to be a defensive lineman in high school. Um, I came to high school. I told my coach, I said, yo, I'm playing a defensive line because I'm like, not playing no O line because girls don't know who off offensive mm -hmm. linemen are. Mm -hmm. Especially like in right. 1989. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be Reggie White or Bruce Smith. <laughs> so come my third year in the league, I'm facing this dude. And I'm like, God, dog, this is who I want to be. And he was he was his last year at Green Bay, but he was leading the league. He led the league in sacks, mm -hmm. 16 sacks. And the game before, he played this dude named Jason Odom that played at Florida. When I was at, when I was at Auburn, he played at Florida. And, and Jason played at Tampa. And you just only you just only imagine the words Chris Berman was using on the on the Sunday night highlights. I came home, watched the game, the Minister of Defense, yeah. and he had to put he had to put Jason Odom on his head at least three four times. Dang. And so our staff, you know, I'm mad at my staff at the Bengals because they thinking like you do the same thing to me. Yeah, I kind of thought that, but I'm like I, I got a I got a, a good plan against. I want to see it. Yeah, but I was the only person that believed that plan. You know, my <laughs> head, my, my head coach didn't believe it. He, my head coach got in the papers and said, "Hey, uh, they said Willie said he had a good plan. He, he has a good plan against Reggie." My head Bruce Cosby says, "Well, everybody has a good plan against Reggie until Reggie Reggie does Reggie." <laughs> Bro, I, I was heartbroken, but you know, I played good against him. But he hit you with that that Mike Tyson line. Yeah, like everybody got, got a plan until they get punched. punched in the in the oh, man. Yeah. 
Loser, Damn you, Bruce. Loser talk, bro. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He the same one quit on us two loser years Loser talk, oh, bro. Man. Loser talk. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, all right. This or that. So, you know, I got my, my juice shirt on. You know mm -hmm, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Rocking with a little Tupac today. But, uh, go. Greatest of all time rapper. Big year Tupac. Damn, another loaded question, man. Like, both guys mean so much to hip-hop. And uh, I always say Pac is... If you compare both those guys to gangsters, Pop is a gangster that come in and shoot the whole bar up. <laughs> Biggie comes in with, with, with the silence and on with, with the trench coat, mm. you know, give him a little shot, pop, and walk out. You know what I mean? Both guys meant Who so shot much. Meant so much to hip hop, man. Like you know, Pop being a stork, um, an inspirational um, mm. for the youth at the time. You know, you know, we all looked up to Tupac because he was he was yeah. kind of rebellion, but he also taught us some things. You know. Yeah. Um, about black love, about you know, about black women, and and mm -hmm. and, but Biggie was a storyteller. Biggie Biggie made a, a, a country boy like me from Alabama want to move to New York, yeah, and and, and see what was in Brown. Even though I knew what Brownsville was, because I got I got people in Brownsville, um, Brooklyn, um, but the storytelling that he told was unbelievable. So I, I can't pick a, a goat. I, I just can't. Like two guys, I love both of them. Both of them mean so much to me personally. You know what I mean? But I can't pick a goat. You know, I, I just can't. Like like you got to put the hat down like that, bro. Yo, because Blue, Blue Yankee cause, on cause, who but me? Because he, cause he Brooklyn, but he got Pac shirt on. Hey, man, I'm rocking with Big All right, bro, knowing what you know now, um, if you, this is the end, right? You're done. Mm -hmm. But when you look at your name, Starting back at the beginning of your career, would you rather have your name say Willie Anderson Hall of Famer or Willie Anderson Super Bowl champ starting early at your career? Man, I I definitely would say uh champion. Um only you know only you understand this question, um this answer because my first seven years we lost so much in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, that losing was like a, a, a norm that we, we never thought you know, the years that, like, the years that became when Marvin got there, we never thought those years were coming. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I seen this dude, We, we he left the Bengals because of the losing. Um, and we always thought that if our names would be bigger if, if we won more games, well, to kill now. We, we, we won early on, I see. Because I came to the league, we won, we went eight and eight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, this, okay, it's eight and eight. If we had won one more game, um, we become the Jaguars, who went 97 mm -hmm. that year and went to the championship game, mm -hmm. 97. Mm -hmm. um, 97, my second year, Blake get, Jeff Blake gets hurt, Boomer Sizing comes in, and we go 7-2 with Boomer. We, we were 7-9, but we're like, yo, Boomer comes back next year. Yeah. Yo, we're we going to be rolling. Well, they didn't bring Boomer back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boomer goes to Monday Night Football. Yeah. We draft the key on them guys, and we go – Three and thirteen, ninety eight. Yeah, he's shaking his head. These hard times. Man, it was a hard times. These man. numbers are hard to listen to, man. 98, 98, It was uh, three and thirteen, four and twelve, two and fourteen, five and eleven. Um, so it was, it was three and thirteen, ninety eight, ninety nine, four and twelve, five and eleven, two thousand, two thousand one. Has a little hope. Six and ten. Y'all had a top ten defense. Yep. That's when that's when Bruce quit. Two thousand two. We go um, two and fourteen. So Marvin comes down. We jump back to eight, eight and eight, mm. eight and eight. Then we go, you know, eleven and five. My, uh, his his third year. Um, but 
So I would definitely want to be called champion because I think if you call a Super Bowl champion, I think with with our careers, the Hall of Fame will come. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. people tend to people tend to tend to look at Hall of Fame as by your team success, and it shouldn't be because it should be an individual individual thing. But the voters and people they look at this whole thing and team success, and I'm like, yo, I'm a lineman. I can't throw the ball. I can't. Yeah. I can't defend it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I do what I do. So judge me off what I do, and I, you know. So, but I, I definitely would, would love to be sporting the ring around here. You yeah. know what I mean? I, me personally, I would. Nah, that's that's dope, bro. Um, like when you look at the start of your career, and now you know you talked about it being a Super Bowl champion. But at the start, I would like to say we all aspire as players. At least I think you should. My opinion of being a Hall of Fame player. Mm -hmm. Looking at it now, did you think we'd be having these conversations back then? Early on, I wish I would have thought about it more. I mean, because early on, as a Rick, as a young guy, you're trying to find your way. Make sure you know, you know, make sure you're, you know, we were both first round picks, so you're trying to make sure you're not a bust. Because the Bengals had had been known for for drafting first round busts, and and but I started to realize later in my career, you know. You know, around three, four, five years in the league, you know, with the kill, we was like, yo, like, no one is not paying attention to what we're doing. Like, they, they're not mm -hmm. picking us for all pros and pro bowls, and we're having these great seasons. And I wish I had paid attention to it more because your legacy is built off a, a, a body of work. And, um, right. you know, but who knows? If, if I looked at it if I looked at it more, I probably wouldn't have signed back my second time with the Bengals, which, which I'm glad I did. Um, but – you look back at it and say, damn, like, you know, maybe if I went, like, um, I had Dan Wilkerson, Dan Big Daddy Wilkerson tell me one year, say, man, don't let them move you from left tackle to right tackle. Mm -hmm. I said, why? He said, because the left tackle is where all the fame and money at. Mm -hmm. He said, right. They're going to want, want, want to try to underpay you and undervalue you. I said, nah, Big Daddy, I'm going I'm to change that whole narrative. Mm -hmm. Took a long time for that to happen. And um, I feel like I'm, I'm one of the guys that helped change the narrative of right tackles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in the end. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. at the time going through, I didn't know it. And just found out recently, you know, from um, some research and data some Bengal fans did about, you know, uh, when I made All-Pro, it was the first time a right tackle had made it in 40 years, first team All-Pro. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Guys had made Pro Bowls, but they had never made first team All-Pro until like, 30, 40 years previous to that. So, because they typically take the left tackles. Yeah, and, you know what I mean? Move, move, move. And it's all, it's all position bias. I mean, people think the whole blind side thing. Yeah. You know, if you, you're playing quarterback and your head turns this way, I can't see the kill. Facts. That's the right side of my body. Yeah. I turn this way, I can't see too. You know what I mean? And I think they're catching up with and understanding that now because now we got both tackles getting paid now. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I was one of the first right tackles to get paid. A substantial amount of money at, at a right tackle and not go to the Pro Bowl. So, um, you know, looking back at it, I wish I would. I would. I wish I, would, I was more um, focused and current on it. But I was just thinking about you know being a good lineman. You know, yeah. lineman back. You know, they, they told us don't say nothing, yeah, be humble, do your job. And I, I wish I would have been way more vocal and said way more things to bring light upon what I was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and you was doing your thing, and, and Takeo and I had this conversation all the time. We talk about players that got snubbed for Hall of Fame voting. I, mm -hmm. I feel both of y'all, I'm sitting at the table right now with Definitely. both of y'all that have been snubbed in the past. We had Fred Taylor on the Behind the Mask podcast. He said the same thing about Tequil and himself. I think Fred got snubbed, but mm -hmm. you know, with everything going on, the talk is building up. Do you think that 
this year is finally the year that they vote Willie Anderson into the Hall of Fame? You just don't know, man. Like you, I I, I want to say I, I pray to God for that, but I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other guys praying to God for the same thing. Um, he gave you favor against Reggie White. <laughs> <laughs> It was hurting though. <laughs> he took the pain away. My skeleton was hurting. <laughs> hey, so man, you know, but I mean, you, you never know. Like last year, when when, they, when I found out I got moved to the um, the twenty five semifinalists, that was that was a shock to me. Only because I didn't think people would take time out to look. Mm. And you know, the thing I've been doing on Twitter and Instagram the last several years of kind of showing my career, I started doing that to show just you know to showcase my my academy. Offensive line play, and but then when I started looking at it, I started looking and said, "Damn, you know, I played against some really good guys." I'm like, yeah. I started counting the guys, and I said, "Damn, that's." Then Jeff Housen, uh, Bengals.com, he counted up and said, "Hold on, you you face nine to thirteen all-time pass rush leaders." I'm like, mm. Damn, and I went back through my film that Bengals gave me, and I realized I counted, I first counted thirteen sacks, mm. then I, I found three more sacks later on. I said, "Damn, I gave up sixteen sacks in my." Total of my career. 13 years. And man, 13 years. And, and um, I saw a post uh, two years ago of uh, Joe Joe Thomas, you know, the guy who's going to be a first Hall, first battle Hall of Famer. Mm. It was a post they put up, I, I, I recorded in my phone, and I think 10 years, he gave up 37 sacks, 3.7 sacks a year. It's pretty damn good. I mean, but I was giving up, you know, yeah. less than that, you know. Yeah. And so, and I'm like, well, damn, like, <laughs> does anybody want to see this? Yeah. And because I, I kind of told myself, he know this. I was like, man, they ain't going to look at us. Hold on, man. So you just said out of 13 years of playing, you only gave up 15, 15 16 Six, sacks. 16 sacks. But then you look at some other guys, what they they were celebrating their careers, and their stat line showed less years and gave more up more sacks, sacks 20 yeah. sacks, 30 sacks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tony, like, Tony Baselli, who was a great left tackle, um, been a Hall of Fame finalist the last two years. Um, Tony's agents uh, have the same diagram with him. They put a, they put a diagram up, promote him for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a good diagram, and it was kind of like the same thing, about 20-some, 30-some sacks. And I was like, you know, he played five years. I'm like, um, five, six, seven years, I think. But I'm like, well, damn, I want to I get somebody to start showing what I've yeah. done because I've, I've been so quiet my whole time, mm-hmm. and now we're done. Once you get done, you know, NFL players know this. Once you get done – if you're not one of the guys, you know, if you're not fortunate enough to play for a team who keeps history alive, mm-hmm. yeah, you go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So the guys who don't uh, recreate themselves through social media or things like what you guys are doing, you never get heard from again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the world's going so fast, and the NFL is definitely will leave you behind. Yeah. And you start thinking about it. Like, then, like my first couple of years on the, on the ballot, I didn't think nothing. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, whatever. They pick they pick up they pick out names like every year, and um, but to get moved to the twenty foot to twenty five semifinals, I was like, well, damn, maybe it is hope. Real, yeah. I mean, maybe there's hope for all those ex Bengals, uh, Tequil, Corey Dillon, uh-huh. Ocho, uh, Ken Riley, and Ken Ken Anderson, guys who who put up um, big time football numbers back in the eighties, and, and that, that kind of scares you in itself. Like, damn, you got a guy like Ken Riley who's all time great numbers wise interceptions. The only guys that are in front of him. Interception wise, all in the Hall of Fame with Ken Riley. So mm-hmm. it, it, it gave me some hope last year, but you, again, just never know what the voters, we, we hope the voters pay attention to all of our careers, and I hope they pay attention to mine and, and see if you really look at game for game and go go ask the Hall of Fame players, go ask yeah. the Strahan's and the, the Peppers and 
the Terrell Suggs and Jason Taylor and these guys and Warren Sapps, ask them, should, should I belong there? And I think they'll say, yes, he does. This is Michael Strahan, 15-year NFL vet. I'm throwing my hat in the ring for Willie to be elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Bro, I think it's a, it's a great testimony to mindset. Mindset is everything, man. It mm. really, it, it, it takes you over the notch. You talked about Tony Baselli, Jonathan Ogden, Willie Rolfe, Walter Jones, all came, I call that the golden era of tackles. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, a lot of, they got there really, they're just due. You playing in a small media market. I go back to mindset. Like, what was it that kept you going? Knowing that the, the bad seasons that you talked about, probably only winning, 15, what, 13 total games in, in a five-year time span. <laughs> Well, the same thing I tell, you know, my, my players now in my academy, self-pride is a big thing. You know, um, Spice, you understand that more than anybody. You know, during those hard times we were playing, we, we really felt like that we were, we were top five in our positions. I mean, if you, if you broke our stuff down, you know, you were top five right there with Ray Lewis. And you broke, if you broke my film down, I was right there with the guys you named, you know, mm -hmm. with, with the, the, the John DeAugas and the Paces and the, um, all those guys. So... I felt like that because, you know, we also – we all live in Atlanta too, and we would see these defensive players around here. And, mm. you know, back when Spikes and I was hanging out, we would see these guys. And my pride was, yo, when them guys see me, they're going to like, yo, we beat the Bengals, but I couldn't do shit against Big <laughs> Willie. And that was a pride thing for yeah. me, man, because that's the, only thing you, that's the only thing you got. When, you, when you're when losing, you play for self-pride. And, and, and you always know – we all know this being NFL players – that film is going to always be on you, and your film sh should tell a story mm -hmm. of who you are. So my film got turned on. I wanted people to say, hey, man, we beating the Bengals, but who's ever going to be on Big Willie is going to be hell to pay that day. Mm -hmm. And that was, that, was my, that was my deal, man. And um, later on in my career, we started winning, and the awards came. Like, yo, these, this, bro, I'm, I'm, playing probably, I'm probably playing worse now than I played when I was younger. <laughs> You know what I mean, I was still right. playing at a good level, but I couldn't be playing the same when I was 24, 25. Yeah. My body felt better, you know what I mean? So the awards came because we were winning, and, and a spotlight got shined on the Bengals, and people started to really see. But you kind of be like, yo, why y'all didn't see it back like six years yeah. ago? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that that not winning and not getting those awards what, what led to my, my boy to leave. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, I remember in 2002, uh, that season uh, we both had, and when, when the when, when the, the the Pro Bowls came, my Pro Bowl nominations came out. I saw it in his eyes. I said, "Yo, he gone." Mm. I was still in contract. <laughs> so yeah. I had, it I, hurt I, too bad. I had well. just signed a new contract two years before this. So I, I still had years of my contract, but I knew. I said, "Yeah, he gone." Like it's it's, it's a third straight year. He over hundred and eighty some tackles, five sacks, five picks, right. and nothing. Like we, we were getting nothing. Like we were getting no. No alternates, <laughs> no nothing, nothing bro. That's like crazy. <laughs> now that you're just a good old attaboy. And, that, and that's when they used to, uh, at the practice, they would announce who would go into oh, the coach man, right? it, Coaches would announce and everything. Miserable, man. Like, and the funny thing about it, so when Takeo goes, he left with the Buffalo. And uh, I don't know if you remember tonight, we was at practice at, um, at, at, at the Hawaii Stadium. And uh, Sean Salisbury and um, what's my man's name? The, the, uh, the lineman for Denver, they do this. He was with Sean Salisbury. Slur. Yeah, Slur. Mark Slur. Takiyo and I, was, we, we were both stretching in practice one day. And they, they came to us and said, uh, hey, man, we want to apologize to y'all because 
we were told by ESPN that the Bengals are so bad, they must not have anybody on that team that's good. So we were told to talk mad crazy smack about y'all. Wow. And he said, man, we apologize because both of y'all should have both been over here years before this. In the Pro Bowl. We were like, damn. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> grimy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So the media perception is, is yeah. a huge deal. It's a huge deal on how the media perceives you because – yeah, even Marvin got there. Marvin thought we all were sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yo, Marvin, like we 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 played y'all good sometime now. Like, at, at Baltimore. <laughs> like, nah, 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 come on now. <laughs> Marvin, like, and he, he got there and he keep spice, right? I mean, man, look, man, that was that was one of them. And, and Marvin said that. And like Marvin told me. I did tell Marvin something, though. I don't know if I ever told you this. <laughs> what, you, what you told him, man? I was like, Mark, in the most respectful way. Know how hard it is for us brothers to get these type of jobs, so I wanted to be respectful, but I wanted to let him know what I meant. So I was like, "Mom, about this." He was like, "Nah, it ain't your decision." He told me that, and I was like, "Nah, it is my decision. I put my time in." Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't work that way, Takio. Like, we gonna keep you, and I said, "Look, Mom, I understand we don't get these type of positions, but I do want you to know, like." You got things you want to accomplish, and I got things I want to accomplish. <laughs> and me not being on your same agenda, knowing the influence I got in that locker room, that. Yeah, I say it probably won't happen. So yeah. I would appreciate it when Buffalo send this offer over, you decline not to match it. Yeah. By the time I got off the plane, you know, Back then, you had to wait. They didn't even have a Wi-Fi on mm -hmm. the planes or whatever. <laughs> but you had to. When you, when you got off the plane, like I saw it, yeah. like since he had made the uh, the arrangements to sign three other guys, and I knew that was the that, money yeah. they were trying to keep me with. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I, and I, I like Marvin, though. But I, I told him, I said, shit, no. I said, I ain't trying to be. I said, no, son. So I'm Mark, going to the, the promised land. <laughs> So the story Mike told me, I mean, Marvin told me was Mike Brown matched the deal. Mike Brown said, no, he's not going to kill us. That's our guy. We, we picked him and got it. Mm. Marvin was like, and Marvin told me, Marvin said, man, out of me being arrogant, you know, he said, he said me being arrogant, I thought I could do it without him. And I said, hold on. I'll never forget this. We were in the Philadelphia um, playing the Eagles, and he had called me to talk about um, um, Rudy's country. I said, well, if I were to tell Rudy, he, he, showed, he owed me some money because – I told Marvin that day, me better give Rudy that damn money because they pay the man, you know I mean? Rudy, pay the man. <laughs> yo, so he said, yo, about to give Rudy. He said, Dude, he said, can, can we trust Rudy? I said, yes, you can trust him. What are you talking about? You can trust him, man. Get a man his money. At that meeting, he told me, he said, yeah, because I messed up the kill. I said, what? What you mean? Mm. He said, we could have kept him. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said, I thought for sure. I, th I thought he had his contract. He, he was just out. I didn't understand his contract because I was like, it had to be something. That Spice got himself out of this. Yeah. But it was Marvin thinking, as he told him, he told him, he's like, nah, I'm going to do it without him. And, you know, Marvin, I guess you can say Marvin found a Pro Bowler in, in Burfick, but it took a long, yeah, long time to find, <laughs> to find another Pro Bowl linebacker that that had the charisma and the leadership that, if you know, no doubt, if Spice was on those teams, we win the playoff games. Yeah. We, we got there. We, we, we needed what he had, you know. So I, I had to watch him go to Buffalo and, Try to bull rush me and finger me in the throat with his, with his hand. And get that. And, 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 and got yammed up. And got yammed. I looked like they on fly and he was a fly paper. <laughs> he got an interception. I'm talking catching. I said, look at this dude running. And I saw him. Uh, he, he, 
he scored a touchdown. Spice scored a touchdown on us. And I saw him throw that ball back with all the anger he had in his body from <laughs> Georgia. He threw it all. He tried to bust it down. I said, yo, why are you throwing the ball so like you hate us now? Like, I do, I fucking did. I always wanted to say that, dog. I was just like, I had that ball in my hands, too. I was like, that 2 and 14 season I had, I was like, fuck you. I didn't care. Oh <laughs> Damn, God. yo. I'm running behind him, right? I'm like, yo, dude got a lot of fucking anger in his heart. Like, yo, what you do? I don't like this nothing no more. Oh, to the point to where, how about, how about this right though? We played y'all again, right? Yeah. A year later, right? Two years later, I think. A year later, maybe. We played y'all. You scored a touchdown at Cincinnati, but we played y'all again at Buffalo. Early in 04, I think it is. Yes, it was. Because y'all all had the damn mobile homes. Remember, That's right. Yeah, we I sure did. I won't come out the bus. We sure did. He's mm. feeding the whole team. That's my mm. brother now. Mm. He's feeding the whole – he's feeding our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't beat us because the Bengals had we, – we were still trying to win tomorrow and we started winning late. But early on, Buffalo he beat the shit out of us. And – he got a mo- all the Buffalo Bills got mobile homes. He got a big grill outside. He feed them out. I want to bust. I'm hungry as hell. I said, I'll be damned if I go out this bus and eat this goddamn barbecue. <laughs> 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 I, was, I seen guys, I seen guys get on the bus. They had food. Plate. I was like, sell all that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hungry though. I'm like, damn. We got in the plane. I was like, I'm hungry as shit right now. I should got some of my damn food for spice. I, I, I had some of your favorite too. I know that. I saw it. He couldn't even come fellowship with his boy. I wouldn't go out there, bro. I couldn't do hey, it. Hey, man, that's tough. I, hey, I couldn't do it, dog. Like, the, the same the same, the same, same way he felt how he was on that touchdown run. Yeah. For the same. Because that was my boy, though. It was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, I'd love and that. I, and I, I was really mad more that he had left. I'm like, yo, because mm-hmm. we didn't turn to the Bengals until, like, you know, we were getting better. Um, Actually, later that season, we started to get better. And mm-hmm. then the 05 season was, was a real good season for us. But, you know, I was mad my boy left. I'm like, yo. I'm not going outside this bus to eat this damn barbecue. Mm. He gonna beat our ass then serve us barbecue. And I gave him some watermelon. I, said, I, know, I, said, I, know spice. I don't eat this, boy. I said, <laughs> I said I know spice. This is all attack. I'm not yeah. doing it. No, I, I'll see you later. I know it. You were not expecting to see me right now. Listen, the episode is so good. Shout out to Willie Anderson that we gotta break it up into two parts. So what exactly does that mean? Well. It means that, number one, you got to click the bell for notifications. That means you must subscribe. Next, you got to share the content because we like to love. Last but not least, when you do both of those, you are guaranteed to be engaged and entertained to hear about why Big Willie will be inducted into the Hall of Fame in the year 2022. Man, y'all stay tuned, man. We coming with that heat. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.